Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Are you paying down old credit card debt? I know I am. A personal loan could be your solution, guys. Loans usually come with a fixed monthly payments, making them a simple way to help pay off your credit cards. Plus, loans usually have lower interest rates than credit cards do, and Credit Karma can help you find the best option for yourself. Uh, Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you, so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you are getting approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval, so you can choose between loan Um, loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit score, and could save you money. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loan offers. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello on a beautiful Friday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and as well as the Sports Map Radio Network. I am joined as always by producers G. Hey Wiley and Armani Buckets. How are we doing on this glorious Friday? You know, I couldn't be better because the Giants got Thibodeau! The Giants got Thibodeau. We finally did something right, you guys. We finally did something right. I couldn't be happier with this draft. I am ecstatic. I know we're not going to talk about the draft, but I, I'm just, or we're going to talk about the draft, but I am ecstatic. I could not, I wish that you saw my uh, expression, my face, like when I actually finally saw um, them announce that we got him. So I cannot wait for this season. Can't wait. Wow. So excited for football. I am very excited for you, Jihei. As a Mitch Trubisky fan, I was not excited when the Steelers drafted another quarterback last night. That really broke my heart. So unfortunate that Mitch has to compete again. Yeah, by the way, G.A., love your uh, draft. It was definitely, listen, when you have two picks in the uh, top uh, seven, you, you're, you're going to draft good players. But I love the their two picks. We will talk about that momentarily, but we do have to get into the NBA playoffs as we begin today's headlines. Well, Joel Embiid had 33 points and 10 rebounds. James Harden added 22 points and 15 assists. And the Philadelphia 76ers beat the Toronto Raptors 132 to 97 in Game 6 to end their first round series Thursday night. Philadelphia will now face the Miami Heat in the second round, guys, with Game 1 on Monday night. Are you surprised that Doc Rivers didn't blow another 3-0 or 3-1 series lead? You know what? Not surprised. They should have won this series. Uh, Should not have gone 6, but I did think it would go 7. I did think Toronto would use that home court advantage to beat Philadelphia and putting Doc in that uncomfortable position of having to play an elimination game tied 3-3 after holding a 3-1 or 3-0 lead uh he had a funny rant i don't know if you guys saw it on the uh social media where he basically tried to defend his record i get when he was with the orlando magic uh you know he was just happy to be there two things on that number one uh the, the that clippers team that blew that lead to houston that was a healthy team 
when they were up 3-1. Yes, they did not have Chris Paul for the first two games. They went 1-1. One one. They, they were healthy the rest of the way. They, they choked that game, and they certainly choked in the bubble against the Nuggets. So I, I don't know why Doc wants to try to defend that, but um, listen, happy for him, happy for the Sixers. They are advancing, and it's going to be a very interesting second-round matchup with the Heat. That rant that he had the other day was very strange. To go back 20 years and defend yourself for for an eight seed, it was just not a a really good look by Doc. But kudos to him because I really did think that there was a chance that they blew that 3-0 lead. And it just, the Sixers are just a better team than Toronto. And like you said, I cannot wait to see what happens in round two because Miami and the Sixers, at least on paper, look extremely evenly matched. Yeah, no, um, I I, I don't know why he's defending the record because either way, you still choke the lead away, right? So, I mean, congratulations, kudos to him. You know, he's advancing to the second round this time. But, I mean, you had a healthy, like you said, Arash, you had a healthy Clippers team. um, I mean, healthier than they are right now, right? So, I mean, you had a healthy Clippers team and you just choked it away. So, I personally just... You know, move on, man. Move forward. You know, you you made it to the second round. Um, it's it's all about what's happening right now. I don't think what really what's what happened in the past anymore. But, I guess you know he can't win that uh, discussion. I mean, he just has right. to take the L, accept it, wear it, and move on. I mean, to to try to defend blowing a three zero or three one series lead, it made no sense. Uh, he he came off very defensive. It, um, you know, listen. Again, the Orlando Magic team from back in the day, that's understandable. The Clippers team choked. and uh, But luckily, luckily for Doc, he doesn't have to answer those questions again because the Philadelphia 76ers are advancing. Yeah, definitely. Well, Chris Paul was 14 for 14. I can't believe that man is so perfect. The most field goals without a miss in a um, NBA playoff game in the Phoenix Suns. Uh, 115, sorry, to 109 series-ending victory over the New Orleans Pelicans on Thursday night. Uh, Paul finished with 33 points and 8 assists as the top-seeded Suns overcame a 10-point halftime deficit to finish off the Pelicans in six games. Phoenix will now play Dallas in the second round. With Devin Booker back, guys, are the Suns once again the team to beat? It's a good question because I I kind of hopped on the Warriors bandwagon. And I don't want to say Warriors bandwagon because I have felt that from the beginning of the season, if that team was healthy, if Steph Curry was back to where he was with Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, and I couldn't have expected the, uh, you know, the rise of Jordan Poole. But um, I do think that the Suns are back sort of in the co-favorite role. I still like the Warriors. I think if the Warriors are healthy, but man, the way that the that the Suns responded and and now Devin Booker is back. I mean, I think the reason that I was very comfortable saying that the Warriors w- were the team to beat, I thought Booker would be out for a month or at least a couple of weeks and so he he came back. He actually played last night. So, uh but the performance Chris Paul had shows you the type of point guard that he is and shows you what he can do this time of year. I mean, this is this season has been about Chris Paul finally doing what he has not done during his career. Now, he did get to his first uh, finals last year. I think he wants to finally win that elusive 
championship. And GK, you mentioned it, 14 for 14. What an incredible performance by Chris Paul. So um, I'm going to make them the co-favorites. I mean, they were the favorites going into the postseason. I think they slipped a little bit, but they are, in my view now, the co-favorites. I don't mind the co-favorites word. I'm still going to lean with Golden State slightly over Phoenix. I also think Dallas can really give Phoenix a run for their money. In 2007, when LeBron James finally got past the first round, it all happened very quickly. Next thing we knew, he was in the finals. And Luka has been compared to LeBron in terms of breaking all of his young records. And now he's finally in round two. And I really think that there is like three notches higher that Luka can get to. And if he does get there, I think the Suns are going to be out this round. With that being said, Luka needs to step it up if Dallas actually wants to get past Phoenix, which it's to be determined because they have Mikael Bridges to put on Luka Doncic. And Mikael Bridges wasn't a defensive player of the year candidate for nothing. He can lock up. So we'll see what happens. I'm going to go Suns in seven. I think it's going to be a really close, really good series. Yeah, I agree with you. Suns in seven um, only because of the height factor. And we talked about this before. I mean, having a pure center, having somebody down there in the post for you to get those rebounds, it's key. Um, I just don't believe in small ball. Maybe that's also because I did not play small ball. <laughs> Maybe that's because, you know, I did play down low there. Um, so I, I think having a pure center, having somebody down low there is definitely going to help. Um, and that's why I will go backwards and pick the Suns um, 100% <laughs> to win the West solely because of that. Um I, I, I get it. Everybody loves the long ball. Everybody, you know, chicks dig the long ball. But I just, for me personally, it, it's it's all about the big man down low that's going to be able to get you those rebounds. Well, Luka Doncic, speaking of, and Jalen Brunson, each scored 24 points, and the Dallas Mavericks beat the Jazz 98-96 to in the Thriller on Thursday night in Game 6 to wrap up their first round series. The Mavs and Suns will open the second round Monday night in Phoenix. What do you guys think of the series, and does another Utah collapse make you second-guess the Lakers going after Quinn Schneider to be the next head coach? You know, it was an amazing series. Happy for Luka Doncic, you know, the last two years um, having his postseason uh, like fall short and come to a com- come to a conclusion in the first round. Thanks to the Clippers. So glad for Luka. What an amazing performance. You know, to your second question. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know what the Lakers list looks like for their next head coach. I do know that Quinn Snyder was someone that they really liked a lot and was someone that they wanted to talk to once this season was done. It's a little bit of a hard sell, I think, not only for the players, but for the fan base. When you look at what Quinn has done these last couple of years in the postseason. Now, during the regular season, the Utah Jazz have been one of the best teams in the league. But come postseason, you know, when you have a collapse like they have had, um, it's a little bit of a harder sell. That's why, and I'm not saying that he's going to come here, but Nick Nurse, now that the Toronto Raptors season is over, um, what are the chances that the Lakers make a full court press and get him? Again, a clutch sports client, a coach of the year, a champion. That would be a guy that not only the players would support, I think the fan base would support too. I just have a really quick question when it comes to um, you know Quinn Schneider. Um I know that like the I believe the Lakers organization is going backwards and kind of blaming 
you know, putting a lot of this on LeBron, like the losing on LeBron and Clutch and and all. So is that going to play in and be a factor a little bit um, by not getting LeBron's, you know, seal of approval, I guess? Because he's he obviously he's all in on he, he actually likes Quinn Schneider, I believe, um, and is obviously headed toward more towards um, other coaches. But do you think that that would also play into this? Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think LeBron was very sensitive to the fact that he was blamed for the collapse this season and the bad moves that they made. <clears throat> you know, if if they if they went with a clutch sports client like a Nick Nurse, I mean, that would make sense because he's got the track record. It's not like they're doing anyone any favors. Quinn's a guy that I think a lot of players like. He's a player's coach. He's a fantastic coach. I just, um, you would like to have a coach uh, have more postseason success. Certainly, when you're, you're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, you want uh, to bring in a coach. That's why with with Nurse, it, it just makes sense. I mean, they just won the championship recently, and so. Um, but I have no idea where 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 this is going. Whether it's Mark Jackson, whether it's Quinn Snyder, whether it's Nick Nurse. I mean, there's a ton of coaches. Doc Rivers' name has come up, but. So buckets. I mean, if you were to pick, I mean, who's who's uh, who's the, who would you like as the next head coach of the Lakers? Nick Nurse should be the guy, but I just don't see him leaving Toronto. And likewise with Quinn Snyder, I, I believe that there was some uh, credibility to that report that he doesn't actually. After how the Lakers treated, who was the other candidate? It, a couple weeks ago, there was a report that came out that Quinn Snyder is not interested anymore in the Lakers' job. I think there is credibility to that, and I think the Lakers are probably going to be looking at candidates more like Mark Jackson. I mean, I think the fact that they treated Ty Lue the way that they did, kind of like a second-class citizen, I think that that's maybe a huge factor in, you know, um, Schneider being like, forget you guys, or Nick Nurse being like, forget you guys, I'm good where I am, they treat me extremely well here. Um, and you're again, you're always going to have to deal with LeBron at least for the next year, you know. And you don't know what you're going to deal having to deal with when it comes to Russell Westbrook. So there, there are those two um, players in um, to, to factor in. And on top of it, you don't know AD's health situation, so that's another issue as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, the first round of the NFL draft took place last night in Las Vegas, and there were plenty of surprises. A rush. You were there. What was your biggest takeaway from the first day of the NFL draft? Well, Jihei, I thought of you because the New York Giants had a fantastic draft. I mean, they drafted two of the guys that I really liked. And as a Cowboys fan, I hated the Giants draft because I think you guys really improved yourself for selecting Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge pass rusher out of um, Oregon. And then right after that, they had pick number seven and um, Evan Neal the offensive tackle who's going to like open up a ton of holes uh, for um, why am I blanking on Saquon, Saquon uh, Barkley Sa- Saquon Barkley so just a fantastic draft two big needs for them on the offensive line and the defensive line uh, and both guys are really fantastic I, I, I got a chance to, to speak with them both at the post game press, press conference you can tell that these two will be stars off the field as well so um Jihei, as much as I hate to say it, that was the biggest takeaway is that the Giants had a tremendous draft. And by the way, just the draft being in Las Vegas was fantastic. It was everything that we thought it would be in terms of the the red carpet stage on the Bellagio Fountains and the commissioner 
you know, announcing the picks right outside of Caesars. It was just a, a fantastic scene. I think my biggest takeaway from this was that there was no quarterback picked until the 20th pick. Yeah. Which that never ever happens. Like that, it's so, it's so rare. You at least have them in the top ten, right? Um, granted, I get it. For me personally, there weren't a lot of um, great quarterbacks in my personal opinion for this draft. So for them to be picked in the second or third or you know further down the road, it's understandable. But um, you know, the Giants finally filled a need. I, let's hope that these guys don't um, don't rage and party too much. I get it. New York is a, a very <laughs> very fun town. It is a great city. Um, really fun city, so but um, let's hope that they go to work. So I'm 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 very very optimistic about this year, um, especially since a lot of kids have to turn this uh, turn the NFL around. They, their turnaround for the NFL, sorry, is um, within a one year uh, radius. So looking forward to this NFL season, which I haven't said in a while. So looking forward to it. Wow. The, the interesting thing was the Packers had two picks in the first round and they de they desperately need a receiver after the Devontae Adams deal to the Raiders and neither of the picks that they used were spent on a receiver. Um, I thought that that was very shocking. Aaron Rodgers has been known to ask and plead for more weapons on offense and again they didn't give it to him so we'll see what happens in green bay yeah, yeah. no it, but but you know what it, it was a great like atmosphere because we touched on this but like everyone has this feeling that this draft is going to be the one to turn their uh season around their franchise around and they have a proof of concept look at the the cincinnati Bengals. within a couple of years largely because of the draft they went from the worst team in the league to in the super bowl and a drive away per, from perhaps winning it all so um listen a ton of momentum a ton of fans out there on the las vegas trip we're just so happy to you know to have the uh a draft but uh yeah Jihei, you 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 guys your uh, team, the New York Football Giants, won the draft, I believe. It's all about stealing the show. Well, the Angels are stealing the show. They're six games over 500 and leading the American League West after earning their first four-game sweep against the Cleveland. Um... Oh my gosh, I'm just. Oh, just, it's yeah, it's uh, it's the Guardians. It's, that's right. Yeah, it's the I Guardians. Totally blank too. Um, yeah, right. the the Cleveland Guardians at Anaheim. That's gonna be taking. That's gonna take some getting used to. By the way. Um, that's right. Uh, it, is this finally the year, guys? We see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play meaningful games in October. You know, this is why what they're doing right now is so important because in the last few years, their season was over kind of at the beginning. Like They were never in contention. And the way that they have played right now to start the season, as you mentioned, six games over 500, just finished up a sweep of Cleveland, this is having those momentum. Um, I mean, I mean, having games like that uh, to give you the momentum of saying, "Hey, listen, we are a good team. We are a playoff team." And they <clears throat> begin a series tonight in in uh, Chicago. Noah Syndergaard's on the mound. He's played extremely well. He's two and zero. So, yeah, I do think this is the year. I I, I don't know if they're a championship <clears throat> contending team. I don't know how far this this team can go. But all you want to do when you have two of the best players in the world and really, uh, you know, generational talents, 
um, you want them to be playing meaningful, meaningful games. You want them to be playing games in the postseason. I mean, Mike Trout's only been to one postseason, but they got swept. He's never won a postseason game. Same with Shohei Otani. has never been in the postseason. So all you want for these two guys and for this franchise is to, is to be playing meaningful games in October. Make it to the postseason. And who knows at that point, maybe you go on some, some kind of a run. But you're really, really hoping, and um, especially considering how great these two guys are, right? Like, you're just really hoping for just some kind of postseason action. And I think Angel fans out there are really looking forward to that as well. Well, Angel City starts their season, guys, tonight at Bank of California Stadium. The National Women's Soccer League expansion team is co-owned by Natalie Portman, Eva Longoria, Mia Hamm, and Serena Williams. Do you believe this team will be successful? LA's last women's professional soccer team, by the way, folded after just one season a dozen years ago you know i really think that they have a chance tonight's game at bank of california stadium will be sold out i've been told that they have sold upwards of 18,000 season tickets the important thing there season ticket holders go to all the home games so it's like you know if they have that fan support and it really does seem like they have that 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 fan support this team can be successful of course in los angeles they want to see their teams win but gee i'm thrilled by this i think this this is could be the blueprint for success for professional women's sports where it's really a grassroots thing and you got 18,000 season tickets packed house tonight um i'm really pulling for this team to do well yeah i'm just really hoping that they get the support that they deserve and that they need um 18,000 season ticket holders, Arash, that's pretty phenomenal. That's that's definitely a yeah. step in the right direction. Uh, hopefully, that kind of sticks, right? Um, so that, that kind of support is definitely what they need in being able to sell out every game, or at least like majority of the games during your season is definitely yeah. huge as well. It's huge. And just having it be affordable and fan-friendly, that's the key right there. Uh, so, again, really excited about that first game tonight. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090 in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Sports Map Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Sports Map Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, or just want to win tickets to a future Kings or Galaxy game, call our hotline 310-400-0340. Okay, we are now joined by our very good friend, Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you doing, my friend? Hey, what's going on, man? All I can say is Sunshades and Advil. Exactly. I'm good, man. I was with Nick all day yesterday. We were at the draft, um, and then we made a pit stop to go visit our good friend, Lisa Ann, who was having her 50th birthday party last night at the Crazy Horse 3, and we uh, talked about that on the show yesterday. 
Um, uh, Nick, let's first talk about the uh, draft. What did you first of all? What did you think about the whole setup of it being in Las Vegas? There was a lot of talk about it in terms of like the, the uh, you know the uh, stage on the Bellagio fountains, the uh, stage by Caesars, uh, just the whole pomp and the pageantry, I guess, of the uh, draft being here in Las Vegas. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was different. It was a little bit more creative uh, because it was Las Vegas. Um, I thought that they, they had it, it looked fun. I mean, as long as yeah. the players seemed like they enjoyed it. Yeah. Only thing I on my only criticism is that I think they need to do something to be able to expand the red carpet so yeah. that other media outlets can have an opportunity to be on the red carpet. It really talked to the players, you know, on their on their 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 moment to glory, as they say, as far as you know, them getting drafted. I mean, the suit swag was on, on a thousand yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the shoe game was 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 crazy. Sauce was 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 the sauce, as he yeah. said. You could never have too much sauce, and he wasn't lying. <laughs> sauce Gardner pretty much had the 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 drip. Uh, he had the chains going on, but then also too, Kayvon Thibodeau was clean as a chitlin on Juneteenth. Let me tell you, <laughs> that Wait, man yeah. was was ready for that moment, and it was so great to see you know on USC guy, you know Drake London yeah. come up and really get drafted. Which he was the first wide receiver to get drafted, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I thought it was a lot of good. I thought it was a lot of good, good draft uh, picks. The surprising pick, though, Malik Willis still has not been picked. Wow! Yeah, that, I thought he was a first rounder. No doubt about that. I I was telling Jihei, you know, because she had such a frustrating draft last year when my uh, Cowboys uh, traded up to select Micah Parsons. I really think the uh, Giants made up for that this year. What an amazing! Uh, draft they had uh, Nick you got a chance to speak to both of the players afterwards what did you think of the draft that the uh, New York Giants had oh the New York Giants finally did a smart draft I think they really I think Kayvon Thibodeau is a game changer I think this 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 young man is really somebody special I think he's a dynamic player on the field but I think what he has between his ears is even more remarkable um, he's a guy that, that that's very sound very sharp uh, cares not only just about the game of football, but cares about the communities around football. And that's something he definitely wants to impact as well, not just in New York City, but also in Los Angeles. And this guy has a bright future. He reminds me of a Michael Strahan type as far as just the personality, being able to engage with the audience, be able to engage you know, with, with the people in New York. And I think New York City is going to love him, especially the way he plays. And if he puts 110% as he, as he does on the field, as much as he does off the field, I think New York City got a true gem. Uh, and if you watched his 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 reaction, he was the first. Uh, I think you and I were talking about this, Arash. He was the first player to dap up the commission. Yeah, that's right. That was great. Uh, by the way, those commissioner brohogs. I mean, they get excessive now. I mean, they are they are they look like they are longtime friends. I mean, like they haven't seen each other in a couple of years during the pandemic or something. It was a it was really cool to see. Um, Nick, uh, what do you expect? Again, third round pick and everything, but you know the Rams obviously didn't get to uh, draft a, uh, a player in the first or second round. Um, and Sean McVay's reaction—I forgot what the player's name is who got picked—and I guess maybe they thought that he he'd be available in the third round. What, have you have you heard what what are they looking for? I guess. I think somebody, first of all, somebody that fits their system, obviously. But I think that more so, I think it would be smart for them to draft O-line help just yeah. to have backup, just to have you know, more meat at that area. Maybe inside linebacker as well. Um, 
but that, that it tells me something and it, it gives me an indication that something is on the horizon a signing or uh, something is on the horizon because they you know how they you know how sean mcvain lets need get yeah when they know something is happening they they try to keep that poker face but you can kind of <laughs> read between the lines the same thing happened remember when sean mcveigh knew that, that they had obj yeah in, in in tow but they couldn't say anything and he had that that joker like smile on his face and these two guys were sitting back like they were on the dock of the bay tossing back a cold one with stone cold steve austin <laughs> and like they had everything all together so I, I I do believe they're going to draft. They're going to use their third, fourth, fifth, and sixth round picks. Um, they could trade up. They could trade down um, as far as just making things happen. But I do think a signing is on. Is could be could be on the horizon. And somebody as somebody that people, especially Rams fans, are going to really really appreciate. What have you thought about all the uh, trades? I mean, we have never seen an off season like this in the national football league where, you know, the number of big name players have been traded and uh, AJ Brown was the latest player to get traded from Tennessee to Philadelphia, following along the lines of so many other big name guys. What, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I, I don't know if we've seen this kind of big name player movement before. Well, I thought, first of all, I thought it was incredibly smart of the Tennessee Titans to, to let a player move on because if you don't yeah. want a guy who's going to be disgruntled in your locker room, you just brought in a guy named Robert Woods who yeah. you want to, to continue that flow and to be in that locker room. So you want to have somebody that can compliment him. And I don't think A.J. Brown has a beef with Robert Woods. I just think he has a beef with the organization. He did not want to be there. So it was smart of the Tennessee Titans to trade him on draft day so Tennessee to start their rebuilding process at that position. And then on, on top of that, A.J. Brown still got compensated because he got four years, $100 million, I believe 57 or $58 million guaranteed. Yeah. So I think every – and he, he seems to be happy. Uh, he's in a new place with a new organization. So now I'm wondering who's the next domino to fall. Will it be Debo Samuel, who has yeah. one year left on his on his current deal? Is it going to be some other wide receiver? So there's a lot of – there's a lot of – moving parts and i think i got i told a, a friend and colleague of mine i think i mentioned this to you too barrage if i'm kansas city i pick up the phone to see what san francisco is trying to oh yeah at least want in return for debo samuel because debo samuel is a big time playmaker yeah. this guy is a guy who, who could change the dynamic of a game as we've seen time and time again against the los angeles rams uh when the 49ers have played the rams last season uh this guy has definitely really really put in the work um, he's a dual threat, and I think if somebody like a Kansas City who lost a, a big-time playmaker in Tyreek Hill can not so much replace him but get another playmaker, I think that brings them up uh, as far as trying to be neck-and-neck neck with the Buffalo Bills, who I believe are the best team in the AFC right now. Nick, um, I, I miss you. I wish I, I could have gone to um, you know Lisa Ann's thing with you guys. I, I'm really jealous that y'all are even out there. Um, you mentioned Malik Willis, uh, somebody who everybody thought was going to go really, really early. This is probably the first draft I've seen in years where only one quarterback has been picked, and he wasn't picked in the first top 10. He was picked in the 20th pick, right? So um, a lot of shocking non- uh, quarterback picks. Where do you think Malik Willis will end up, um, or where do you think his best fit might possibly be in this next round if he does get picked up? Well, that's a great question, Jihei. Uh, first of all, I think Pittsburgh made the dumbest pick at number twenty. 
when it comes to, to Kenny Pickett. And I know I, that's no disrespect to Kenny Pickett, but I think you needed a guy like Malik Willis. I mean, this is a guy that 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 Mike Tomlin has has got has gotten to extensively, spoke to personally. Malik Willis had an indication that Pittsburgh could would probably be the favorite to land him. And then you do you bust a 180 and get Kenny Pickett for some strange reason. I, I think they like slow uh non-essential <laughs> quarterbacks because there's no way in hell you're going to tell me that Kenny Pickett is going to have a better outcome than Malik Willis. And granted, this is not a strong quarterback draft class. The stronger class is going to come next year. I do believe Malik Willis will be in the – he will get picked up on Friday. I'd be shocked if he doesn't yeah. get picked up on Friday um, because there's a there's a few teams that need a quarterback. Um, and in, also, too, I think it helps Malik Willis' development because now as a second-round or third-round pick, you have some time to develop. And I think that's been an issue that we've all talked about as far as ha not having quarterbacks, not having the proper time to develop like we've seen with a Pat Mahomes uh, or, or even like a Justin Herbert for that matter. Uh, we know Justin Herbert was thrown in the fire. But at the same time, this is a kid that pretty much got it. He knew it. Uh, he knew what to expect and he was ready for the challenge. But every quarterback is not a Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson for that matter. So – you got to find a quarterback that you can develop, that you can have some time, some breathing room with to develop if you want him to have success with your franchise. We saw the, the trials and tribulations of Baker Mayfield, him going through, I believe, was it four coaches or four coordinators oh. in, in four years or five years, something to that degree. And look what the, what the situation has been for Baker Mayfield. So if you want another Baker Mayfield situation, then go right ahead, throw them in the fire when they're not ready. You know, it's like taking a chicken out the oven when it's not properly cooked. You all know the results of that. You'll be great. You'll be gripping the porcelain. Uh, <laughs> so I think if if I think it may be a blessing in disguise for Malik Willis uh, to go on Friday, either round two or round three, and really get with a strong organization um, that needs a quarterback. Maybe the New York Giants pick him up uh, in round two or round three because they didn't, they they pass on the fifty the the fifth year option uh, for DJ. So Daniel Jones, and so uh, the Giants could be an option. Um, the Jets could also be an option uh, as well at some point. Um, looking at maybe the Carolina Panthers could be an option for Malik Willis. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's quite a few teams that can utilize a quarterback of his magnitude. Um, but I love his attitude. He said, look, guy got me this far. I'm going to wait it out. And that's the kind of kid you want who's level-headed, who doesn't get overly excited, doesn't get, you know, uh, easily discouraged and that's the kind of person you want in your locker room because when the game is on the line or they're trailing you want a guy that's going to be calm cool and collected and go ahead and get the job done uh nick your uh, thoughts on the uh, chargers first round pick I, I like that they committed to protecting their uh you know franchise player justin herbert uh your thoughts on them going with a um offensive lineman zion johnson zion johnson sorry yeah, Zion Johnson, I think, is is a really good pickup. Uh, he's a kid that really is a hard worker. Uh, he's a kid that's really focused, knows the game, and I think they want to protect. They're, they're committed to protecting Justin Herbert because that O-line has to continue to be built. We know where Sean Slater was last year and how the success he's had last year uh, with that club. And I think if you want to continue to build a, a type of roster that's going to be successful and get you into the postseason, you're going to have to protect the quarterback because Justin Herbert is your bread and butter. He is the reason why the Chargers are relevant. Let's yeah. be clear about that. On and off the field, when we talk about the Chargers, 
nationwide, we talk about Justin Herbert. Yeah. Possibly, you know, more uh, other times is obviously Darwin James, uh, who's an, a magnificent talent on, on the defensive end, uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, but this is a guy, this is a kid that is special. Jo Justin Herbert doesn't come along every day. And this is a kid that you have to protect as the face of your franchise. Having Zion Johnson, a kid who was definitely aimed to protect the quarterback and to be able to slide him over in various positions on the O-line, um, I think is going to be very, very beneficial uh, if they have any plans of making the postseason and trying to make a deep run. Um, I like his attitude. I love Zion Johnson's attitude. We spoke with him. Uh, yesterday, his excitement and enthusiasm when it comes to uh, wanting to play for the Chargers, understanding the Chargers' philosophy. Uh, he's a very sharp kid. He's going to pick up the playbook uh, rather quickly, I think, I mean, you know, it, it, as it pertains to him understanding that the, what they expect out of him um, and what his execution is supposed to be. Um, I think we lost uh, Arash real quick, but we're going to try and get him back on. Um, Moving forward, Nick, uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit to the NBA playoffs. Uh, Suns are now advancing. They've moved forward. Uh, Chris Paul just had a uh, a perfect game. He went 14 for 14 uh, in in that game last night. Where do you think that are you back on that Suns bandwagon? Are we like still with Golden State? Like, did you ever leave it? You know, who who you got for uh, at least winning the West, and if not um, more so, uh, winning the whole entire thing. Do you think that uh, Suns got a chance? Remember, I told you you cannot. It, 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 things change when it comes to the playoffs. Everybody wants to jump off the Suns bandwagon because Devin Booker wasn't available. Now Devin Booker's back. I know he didn't have the the points that we we expected him to score, uh, but at the same time, Devin Booker is still a difference maker. But just him being on the floor itself, Devin Booker is a is a difference maker. And when you look at how the Suns, Chris Paul knew his legacy was on the line. And Chris Paul played like his legacy was online. 14 for 14. Um, this is a guy that that understands the mission. 33 points, 14 for 14. I mean, Devin Booker finished with 13 points, 5 for 12 from the field. Now, he didn't shoot well, but obviously his fans coming back from a hamstring injury. But the other guy stepped up, DeAndre Ayton, uh, you know, Mikael Bridges. Like, guys like that really stepped up. Um, and that's what you're going to need. You're going to need a performance like that night in, night out, especially against the Dallas Mavericks. Because um, that, that is a team that's not going away. They're scrappy. They're they're young. They're scrappy. Um, this is the team that's really going to give them, you know, potentially give them fits on the offensive end because Luka Doncic is a very dangerous player. This guy really moves the needle. He moves the offense the way that it needs to be moved as far as like, getting the Mavericks opportunities to score. Um, if you take him away, you start to see other guys kind of step in that role and kind of shift and move the ball. Uh, their ball movement has been really good as far as in the last series was concerned. Um, so no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not prepared to, to put the put the nail in the coffin for the Phoenix Sun. Uh, I think, I, I, like I told you guys, I'm looking forward to a Suns Golden State Warriors seven game Western Conference Final series, who I think is probably going to be the best series in the in the NBA playoffs because I don't think the finals are going to compare to what the Western Conference Finals are going to bring. Nick, uh, the other Western Conference game last night, Utah and Dallas, Utah getting eliminated. There's been a lot of talk about this offseason for the Utah Jazz. What are you expecting to see from the Jazz this offseason? I think if the Jazz are smart, there needs to be there need they need to blow that team up. Um, it's a shame to watch such a talent like Donovan Mitchell have to go through that. 
Uh, I know he's had his struggles, so I'm not going to absolve him of any responsibility in, in times prior. But you got to get that kid some help, some serious help. Um, maybe you have to move Rudy Gobert if you plan on keeping Donovan Mitchell um, and start surrounding Donovan Mitchell with the with the with the complimentary talent that he that he deserves that he's earned. Um, I don't know if Quinn Snyder, you know, stays. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. Um, but there's something going on in Utah. It's just not clicking. You can see that team is that team is not on one accord. When we look at the Dallas Mavericks, we've been talking about how much the Dallas Mavericks can't get out of the first round because they kept running up into a juggernaut named the Los Angeles Clippers. Now the Clippers <laughs> are out of it. Now you have the, the Dallas Mavericks have been free enough to be able to, to figure it out. And I think Jason Kidd is a hell of a coach. Um, I, I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's done in his first year with the Dallas Mavericks. And all, again, all he really has is Luka Doncic. There's not another star paired up with Luka Doncic. There are some complimentary pieces when it comes to the Dallas Mavericks. But I don't think, uh, as we've seen around the league, uh, as far as, you know, the, the other teams like we've seen, like we've seen with the Phoenix Suns or the Golden State Warriors or even the Clippers or even the Lakers, for that matter, uh, as far as having other, you know, stars paired up with one another. So um, I, I think the Utah Jazz can start from the, the drawing board and just if you're going to keep Donovan Mitchell, then build around Donovan Mitchell. Don't build around Rudy Gobert. You mentioned Quinn Snyder, Nick. Do you see him as a viable candidate for the Lakers opening? What are your thoughts on that Lakers opening, the head coaching vacancy? Well, hell, all three of us on the, on the show <laughs> can be, be, be viable candidates for the Lakers job. Oh, wow. I mean, that doesn't take anything away. And I'm not taking anything away from Quinn Snyder. But I'm just saying everybody's a viable candidate. The the the, the grocery the grocery clerk at, at Ralph's can be the, the viable candidate for the Lakers job. Um, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I think the Lakers have to figure out who they want. And like I said before, and I'll say it again, they're going to find someone who they can control. They can't find someone who has a backbone. They're going to find someone who they can control. And oh, Armand, by the way, how's that Bucks uh, situation working out? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> did not what did I tell you last week? Did I not tell you? You did. You Fear warned the me. Deer. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was epic collapse. Um, speaking of the Bucks, what are your thoughts on that series going forward? Bucks, Celtics, no Chris Middleton. Is there hope for the Bucks to get past the Celtics and get to the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely. But it, it, again, this is everybody wants to talk about, oh, it's Giannis's time in the league. It's Giannis, it's Giannis. Okay, we're going to see now. Now let's see if it's Giannis's time. I'm not claiming it's Giannis's time. Everybody wants to throw salt and throw dirt on Kevin Durant and try to buck up his name. But here's the situation. Kevin Durant is a three-time NBA champion. Giannis is a lucky NBA champion. If he can, if he's able to do it again, I will give him all the, all the props in the world. But here's an opportunity for him to defy the odds and shut down the critics. And everybody wants to lather this guy up and say it's Giannis time. We're going to see in this next series. Listen, I, I gave Bucket so much uh, grief for his uh, prediction. He's normally he's normally very good at predictions. But when it came to that particular series, not so much. Nick, you are the best. I've had so much fun um, hanging out with you in uh, Vegas. We'll see you back in Los Angeles. It's been uh, an amazing uh, you know, draft weekend here. All right, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again on Monday. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, uh, stay healthy. West side, west side.
This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.